Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. I'm your co-host, Phoenix. And today we are reviewing the 1994 adventure comedy Maverick. It's directed by Richard Donner, stars Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, and James Garner. Brett Maverick, needing money for a poker tournament, faces various comic mishaps and challenges, including a charming woman thief. Okay, let's get it. All right, Phoenix, welcome back from camp. <laughs> uh, you were gone for a week. How did that go? Well, fun. Okay. Um, well, while you were gone, we wrote you um, three times. Uh, we didn't wait for a reply because I know that you guys get busy and you probably had very little downtime. Oh, no, we had downtime. Okay. Well, uh, what were some of the things that you did while you were away? We played a lot of games, got hurt a lot, uh, scratches, bruises, jammed fingers, splints, band-aids, elaborated, boom. Alright, well I guess we'll just get into the movie. The opening scene is a flash forward, uh, so we know that this uh, is something that happens later on. Uh, Maverick is on a horse and he's got a noose t um, tied around his neck and we got Doc Ock. Uh, Alfred Molina plays a, what would you call him, a Mexican uh, cowboy or something? Pretty much. Yeah, his name's Angel, and he leaves a bag with rattlesnakes in it, tosses on the ground. What, in your words, can you describe what is happening in this scene here? A man about to get hanged uh -huh. in a very clever fashion. I don't know if that was the style or something. Did, I mean, not style, but like the way they would hang someone. Did Angel mention, uh, did he say anything? That I mean, other than just, I'm, I'm trying to remember if there were any spoken words. Um, I know that uh, uh, Mel Gibson, who plays Brett Maverick, he's kind of narrating a little bit. Um, but Angel doesn't say anything before he leaves, does he? He said, uh, it would be rude to leave someone alone so I should leave you company or something like that and then he throws a bag on the ground and it snakes okay. and the horse gets rattled okay. there's a horse there so we find out that this um, is about a week um, because he, uh, again Brett's narrating so we go back a week prior and he is heading to a town called Crystal River uh, where he plans to go get money from a bank uh, he needs to take out another $3,000 in order uh, to get into a poker tournament. He knew this week was going to be, you know, crappy, uh, he says it in another word, because his horse was stolen, so he had to uh, get a substitution. He rides in on a donkey. Um, that was pretty funny, but he ends up selling the donkey for a dollar. So that's, that's dirt cheap, uh, you know, um, now, but I, I wonder what that equates to back in the 1800s. Probably like five bucks, ten bucks. Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, but while he, I don't know what place this is, but this is when he first runs into Angel uh, as he's leaving the place. Uh, he calls him a hombre uh, and said something about refried beans, which I thought was a little racist. Oh. Um, um, he said... I knew it wasn't just a chance meeting of us running into each other. 
but he smelled like trouble and refried bean, <laughs> re- refried beans. Yeah. So, but you know, this is uh, it, when it takes place uh, back in the 1800s. I'm, I'm sure you know that that was common to to call other ethnicity um, biracial slurs. Uh, but we go to a saloon, um, Brett. Maverick walks in and he sees a table that Angel happens to be at. Uh, we also meet Annabelle Brad Bransford, is it? Bransford. Bransford, yes. uh, who is played by Jodie Foster. Are you familiar with her at all? I, I know the name, but I'm not. I can't place her name with any movies that I know of. Um, one of the more recent ones. Let me think. Uh, she was in Panic Room. Nope. Um. Didn't Oh gosh, this is really escaping me. Elysium, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She was in there, but I haven't seen that yet. The Silence of the Lambs. Right. Uh, you haven't seen that for sure. Oh, that's where that's where I know her from. Okay. I haven't seen it, but, but I do you know, know her she's name. in that movie. Yeah. yeah um, she. She's won like two Oscars. Um, she's been. She's been in a lot of movies. Uh, apparently, she's not. Oh, Nim's Island. Didn't you watch that? I didn't really care she, to watch it. She was the uh, the author in there, Inside Man, Flight Plan. Um, just going down through a little bit of her filmography there. Um, but yeah, she wasn't the first choice to play this role. Uh, the first choice was Meg Ryan from Inner Space. She was the... Uh, the love interest. Yeah. Uh, Lydia. Um, though I think she is prettier. I think Jodie Foster is the better actress, but that's just my opinion. So we meet her, and Brett wants to get in on um, on the little poker game here, but Angel doesn't want him in on it. Says that uh, uh, Maverick says that he'll lose for the first hour if they let him play, and then you know some of the other gra- uh, guys at the table they agree to let him in. And um, I thought this was funny because the first round that they play, uh, Brett holds all five of his cards backwards so you can see him and. He plays a stupid as if he, he he didn't know he was doing that. Um, did you have any thoughts on this on this game? Uh, no, it just I, it didn't look familiar to me. Okay, yeah, because the, the only poker you know is Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a, a f- five card draw, I think it is. So basically, you get five cards, you discard any cards you don't want, one through five, you get back those cards you discarded, and then you play off of that. That's it. So you, there's no community cards or any flops or river, you know, any of that stuff. Um, so pretty simple. Uh, but towards the end of this game, we meet a guy, Johnny Harden. Uh, w- what's his problem? He, he wasn't liking how Brett was starting to win or something? That, uh, I think so. Yeah, because he calls him out about something, and he's not too happy. And Brett, you know, he asks him, like, oh, who are you? And, you know, he says his name is Johnny Harden. Uh, and everyone, you know, kind of stops and looks at him. And, you know, he says that he's a gunfighter. Uh, I did look this up, but Johnny Harden, he, he really uh, is a gunfighter from back then, uh, known to have killed, what, I think, 40 people. Um you know, before he ended up getting killed himself. So when Johnny introduces himself, Brett plays off, uh, you know, that he's scared, right? He he drops his chips and 
he stands up and he's trying to uh, calm down Johnny, but at the same time he toys with him by drawing his gun really fast. And everyone's kind of amazed um, at at his skills uh, and and how quick he was able to draw his gun. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the way he pulled it out and put it back in and kept on doing that reminded me of RoboCop. Yeah, it's a bit more uh, comical, uh, comically played. Uh, actually, you know what? There's one thing I um, we we didn't even touch on this earlier on, but this movie is directed by Richard Donner. Have you are you familiar with him at all? Was he one of the reindeers of Santa? No. No. Okay, then I don't know. Okay. Well, he uh, directed the first two Superman movies. Um, he directed part two, but then he was fired during filming, and then they brought in another guy to finish up um, that movie. And But they released his version back in 2006, but uh, he also did all the Lethal Weapon movies, which I'll, I'll bring up here shortly. Uh, but he's done a lot of my uh, favorite movies. Um, Goonies, you saw Goonies, he did that, he did Scrooged. Uh, well, Bill Murray. So a lot of movies that um, uh, I, I really enjoy. Uh, but yeah, back back to uh, Brett doing the uh, pulling the gun out of the holster. He puts it back in, and then he does this um, little joke where, where the gun just won't stay in the holster and it comes right out again. So uh, Mel Gibson is definitely displaying some uh, some some slick moves here. Um, and Annabelle, she even leans over to Johnny Harden. Is like, what, what was that fast? I thought it was pretty fast. And the guy's like, yeah, you know. So he agrees it's fast. So that that says something about uh, Maverick there that John Johnny Harden, this uh, gunfighter, even thinks he's fast. Uh, so they continue to play the game, and Angel had a pair of aces, and he folds because Brett bluffs. And Brett throws his cards down, but Angel is so, you know, he wanted to see what Brett had. So he actually flips over his cards and realizes that, uh, yeah, that Brett was bluffing. So he calls him a cheat. And before Angel can do anything, he's obviously upset. But b before he can, you know, did, did he even grab a hold of... I think he gra almost grabbed a hold of him. Okay, so he, he was reaching over the table, I'm sure. But uh, they they didn't start fighting or anything like that. But a bunch of guys uh, barge into the saloon, and then they see uh, Brett, Maverick. Should we call him Maverick? Let's call, call him Maverick. Yeah, calling him Brett sounds a little weird. Um, but anyway, they, they come into the saloon, and they say that they got dibs on him first. Apparently, he owes them money, is, uh, is what they say. So they take him outside. And these guys, they are um, about to kick his butt. So Maverick, he, you know, gets ready. He takes off his, you know, his jacket. He has a couple boys hold it and his gun. And so he, you know, puts his hands up to to start fighting. Right. Uh, so these guys come in. And do you want to explain this fight a little bit? Yeah, sure. So at the beginning of the fight, when Maverick gives his gun and jacket to the boys, he said, "If things go bad and they start whipping me, you have my permission to shoot me." <laughs> just to put me out and the uh during the fight sequence uh you can see the boy on the side mm -hmm. just just looking at aim and waiting to pull the trigger but Maverick's out there fighting these four or five guys I think it's like five yeah and he's actually winning so so it seems in that uh well, one guy even pulls out a whip 
Yeah, one uh, one guy pulls out a whip, and yeah. then he uh, he holds up to deflect it or something. I forget what happens after that, but he definitely whipped their butts instead of the other way around. Yeah. So so um, but but also while they were fighting, Annabelle and Angel, they they were off to the side, just kind of, kind of watching. Um, so they do get a glimpse of him in action. So he goes back inside uh, to to resume the card game. And he tries to um no oh, no no. He notices that his uh his shirt is dirty and which kinda sets him off. He he gets you know, he you know starts to get upset and he's shouting. He's like, you know uh he, he looks at Angel, he's like, What what were we talking about? You you were calling me something and Annabelle there, she's instigating, she's like, Oh, uh, he called you a gutless coward and Angel's like, No, 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 no. I I might have called you a gutless cheat, but not a coward and um so, so Maverick's like a cheat. You call me a cheat, and so he's like, oh, I was just teasing you. And Angel, you know, gives him a little pat on the shoulder, and uh, so it's a pretty funny exchange. And then Maverick gives him this uh, death stare, basically, and then you know he says that he's teasing too. So they uh, resume the game, but then I think Johnny Harden decides to leave the game. Um, but I don't even think they get to play again, right? Everyone just kind of calls it a night, really. No, they, they they play until everyone keeps on leaving, and eventually it's just uh, him and Annabelle, I believe. Okay. Um, so, okay, so after that, Brett goes back to the room, uh, and Annabelle shows up. She comes in to seduce him. Uh, he figures out that she picked his pocket as he was uh, basically escorting her to leave the room. Uh, he says to give the money back or he'll have her jailed. Uh, she gives back the the wallet, but she wouldn't leave. You know, she's saying that he's really charming and really likable or something like that. Um, but he also figures that there's no Mr. Bransford and that her accent is fake. Um, so he is kind of... How do you say... I guess he was kind of reading her, right, throughout the night. Mm -hmm. basically uh but they shared an intimate kiss and she leaves uh, but he finds out that she stole from him again so we cut to annabelle uh, leaving her room by trying to escape out out of the window you know and i think they're like on the second floor at least um, but brett finds her and he says that she owes him and that she needs to clean his shirt because the laundry's closed was there anything else that i missed there uh nope the next day, Brett goes to the bank. He sneaks uh, into this room where a man is sleeping, and he closes the door, pulls out his gun, wakes the man up, and kind of scares him. Uh, what's funny is one of the bank bank tellers happens to walk by and goes, "We're being robbed!" And he said, "No, no, no, I'm just playing." And the, the, you know, the guy wakes up, says, "Oh, this is my friend uh, Brett." And, uh, so I thought that was pretty funny because uh, you, you think that Brett was going to rob this guy. But the guy, yeah, apparently they know each other. And Maverick has come to collect, what was it, $1,000 that he owes him? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, and the man doesn't, the, the man says that he doesn't have the money. And at this time, the bank is really getting robbed. A man comes in with a, uh, I think, a bandana uh, over his face. But well, the uh, the bank teller, the same one that says we're being robbed, comes in with his hands up uh -huh. and says we're being robbed. <laughs> and then the uh, the guy who was sleeping, the manager, and Brett say, "No, no, it's okay. We're just playing." 
And then the bank teller, the bank teller says, "No, we're actually being robbed." And then the uh, this guy behind him pushes him away with uh, guns and bandanas. And you can you can tell he's black by his accent, right. and you can see it. Well, I, I I think you can see his eyes. It's not so much the accent, but because uh, he doesn't really have an accent. The you, way you, he talked. The way he talked. Well, I wonder if it's because you know. The actor? I didn't know him. No? Okay. Not until I heard how he talked that I knew. All right. Well, um, but the, yeah, the guy, the robber, is obviously robbing the bank, and he's talking to the manager. At this time, Maverick is looking at the guy, and he has that, um, the look on his face that this guy looks very familiar. So he kind of reaches in and pulls down the bandana, and it's Danny Glover. Uh, so the joke here is that the movie is directed by Richard Donner. Both Mel Gibson and Danny Glover were in the Lethal Weapon uh, series. Uh, so it was a nod to that. And so Danny Glover robs the bank or robs the manager. And he had, uh, I don't know what, like a wallet, right? He had a wallet full of money. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember how much was in he there. He said, Danny Glover said hundreds and thousands of dollars. In, in the wallet? Yep. Oh, okay, wow. So so, so Maverick looks at it, and then he even tries to reach for it and kind of kind of touches it, and I, I think Danny Glover might have smacked his hand away or something, yeah, and he's like, you, you, you told me you didn't have any money or, or something, and he's like, well, I don't now. He's got it. <laughs> uh, so, so this manager was um, holding out on Maverick, so I don't know if that says anything about the manager or Maverick at this point. What do you think? Uh, I don't know why, but it made me think of uh, a leprechaun because leprechauns, you know, they're they're very wealthy, and they they have uh, they're they're greedy. And this guy, he he was he wasn't exactly tall, but he wasn't exactly short. But for some reason, he just, I don't know. He reminded me of a leprechaun, so it made me think this guy was bad, or not bad, but uh, well, not not necessarily good. Uh, well, funny you mentioned Leprechaun, but uh, the actor, his name is Jeffrey Lewis. Um, I also know him from some other movies. Um, one I re- recently mentioned to you was uh, Only the Strong, which is a guilty pleasure of mine, but he's in there. But the actor, he his character in this movie uh, has an Irish accent, so um, so I think that's funny that you, you bring up a Leprechaun, because uh, he spoke like one for sure. So then we cut to outside, and then we see the bank blow up. But I don't even think Danny Glover came out yet, right? No, not yet. Um, they were trying to break open the safe. Oh, okay. So everyone took cover. And as Danny Glover's uh, running out of the bank um, after the, uh, I'm assuming, blew up the, the vault, he uh, quotes his very famous line from the Lethal Weapon series, I'm getting too old for this crap. So Maverick gets uh, gets out of the bank, and he runs into the guys from the previous night. Uh, we find out that he hired them for $5 a piece to take his best shots, which apparently uh, they thought he was taking it easy on them. Um, and he doesn't have the money to pay them, but he gives them a $100 bill. And I didn't catch this, but you asked me if... Uh, they were trying to break the $100 bill for him, and it seemed like they were basically just uh, scrounging for any change that they had. And you asked if he was getting back more than what he actually gave them. 
they they were scrounging up for change, but it seemed like everyone had a different amount of money. Because one guy said he had seventeen dollars, and right. then another guy looked at him and said, "You owe me like seven dollars over this last month, and you still haven't paid me yet." So everyone's just looking in their pockets and stuff. So it seemed, and then Mavericks gladly taking it all. Yeah, I thought that this was going to be like a fake hundred dollar bill or something. It, they never really bring that back up, um, but. Uh, the next day, uh, Brett's getting ready. He's inside his room, and he says uh, when he was young, he thought that he had a gift. Uh, he thought that he'd be able to concentrate hard enough, uh, and he could split a deck straight to a card that he was thinking of. Um, it, but his pappy called him a fool, uh, which is something that he does often, is that uh, he likes to quote something that his pappy has told him in the past. But he thought that if he could do it, it would be magic. But it never worked. Um, so he he sees that his shirt was delivered. Um, I don't know if it was from the the laundry or Annabelle dropped it off for him. But he tries on uh, tries it on, and it's shrunk, uh, which you know infuriates him. But he looks out the window and uh, th does he see Annabelle? He sees Annabelle and some other guys running towards the ferry. Okay, no, not the ferry. They're running to the coach. To the coach. Yeah. Uh, so he so he goes off. Uh, so he goes after her, and when he gets down there, they have a little dispute, and we meet Zane Cooper. Are you familiar with this uh, this actor who who um, is played by? Well, James Garner plays Zane Cooper. Do you know him at all? Mm -mm. Uh, so in the movies, um, The Notebook. You know, it's kind of a uh, a lot of people have seen that one, Space Cowboys. He actually played the original Maverick, the TV show. So they brought him in for this role. Um, but they're all taking the same coach, and they talk a little bit. And we find out that uh, Coop, as he is called, is a lawman. Um, Brett calls Annabelle out on her accent in front of uh, Coop, and he asks her where is she even from, and she says uh, Mobile, Alabama. Um, next, Angel is packing up his things, and he's about to uh, get on his horse and ride out. But the guys that Brett paid happens to be, uh, what, sitting there? Uh, yeah, they're just sitting there. I, I don't know what it is. Not, it, it's outside, so it's not like they're at a saloon, but they were probably out eating or something. No, uh, it's like uh, in Back to the Future when I think Marty buys horses. There are these guys just sitting outside under shade, but it was still outside. Okay, so so they're just sitting outside. Undercover. Right. And um, so they're watching Angel, or they're looking at him, and they're just laughing at him. So he goes up to them and is like, what's so funny? And uh, they're chuckling, and basically they're laughing at him because he doesn't even know that uh, they were hired, right? That this whole thing was a ruse, um, the, the setup. But uh, they tell him that he paid them... That, did, did they just say that he gave them a $100 bill, or did he actually say that he, they were paid $5 each? $100 bill. Okay. Um, but he says, you know, I can kick your butt for free, and then he beats them all up. Uh, I think he strangles one of them, so one of them is dead. Uh, I don't know if they if if he was strangled. I I, I know because. what you mean. He was like chucking one out. He probably yeah. just went unconscious. I mean, this movie is PG, and we we actually didn't even go over the uh, parental guidance. But there's some sensual con uh, content 
Um, no nudity or anything like that. It's PG. They say the the SH word of what three four times or something. So um, it's pretty clean uh, for for kids. So uh, as far as death goes, I don't think there's actual any. Uh, and we'll spoil it now. I mean, there's uh, a couple of deaths later on, but for the most part, a lot of the deaths are probably off screen. I would say. Yeah. And we got one coming up, but it's not by the hands of anybody. Oh. <laughs> um, but we go, yeah, we go back to the coach, and the ride that they're on is getting a little bumpy, and they find out that the uh, the driver has passed away. So, there we go. Well, they they thought he was sleeping, but then his arm fell down, and they're like rocking it back and forth, but. Yeah. No reaction. Well, what is that line that uh, Maverick says? Uh, he's like, "Hey, the the old man and the something wants to know why why it's so bumpy." Do you know what I'm talking about? I I know what you're talking about, but I don't I don't know the quote. Yeah, I thought I should have wrote that down. I thought that was a funny line. Um, but this entire scene right here is is basically a really long gag. I thought it went on a little too long, to be honest. Um, do you want to explain it a little bit, where uh, they, they, uh, Coop sends him out to, like, fix the wheel or something, and then he falls over by the wheel. So, uh, Coop sends out Maverick to go stop the horses from going over a cliff that they see far away, that, but they're rapidly approaching. And Maverick asks Coop why he isn't doing it, and Coop says, because this wheel isn't working out very well, and I have to keep it straight. So Maverick goes outside to uh, try and fix the horses, but he falls back right next to the wheel, and then uh, soon enough he goes right under it, right under the whole co coach. Yeah, and then he's able to climb over and uh, get over to, uh, gets on one of the horses, right? Um, and basically the horses are running towards a cliff, and they're going fast enough, but they come to a complete stop, which sends Brett over, um, over the edge, but he's able to hang on. Uh, so they're standing on the edge, having a good good laugh, basically at his mishap here. And um, they're like, "Oh, we're just we were just trying to help you." And he goes, well, "You know, don't ever help me again." And so they start walking off. And at this point, he's trying to climb up, but I think his foot slips or something, and he falls down a little bit further. And now he uh, <laughs> starts calling for help. So he's like, "Help!" And then Coop turns around, and is like, "Excuse me?" He goes, "Help." <laughs> And the coop comes, uh, gets closer, gets on his knees, and gets in his face. He's like, "What? What did you say?" And he's like, "Help!" <laughs> so I thought that was really funny too. Coop was just, uh, you know, hey, Maverick said he didn't want them to help him anymore, so so that's on him. And then, please help. Oh, please help! Yeah, he yeah he even says please. Um, but then we cut to a really short scene where they're burying the driver uh, in rocks. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Why it's if you think about it, they're at the top of a cliff, right? And then the ground must have been so uh, hard that they're not able to dig it, right, to bury the guy. So they had to use rocks. But I think that's kind of a common thing too. Um, in a lot of the Western movies that I've seen, they usually just bury them like with rocks, I guess. It is common with the rocks burying, but I don't really see what's the point in that because it's just like. You're just putting a pile of rocks on someone. It's not very ceremonial. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's probably just a thing that they did. 
Um, but then, yeah, they bury him and they sing an amazing grace. And then that scene ends. Uh, and then we cut to a Western Union and a man is receiving a message. Says, don't let Maverick reach the game. And then we see in the reflection that it's Angel. Uh, so real short there. And then we cut back to our main group. They are riding by and they see a burning wagon. And then there's a group of people out there, you know, who are hurt and they've lost their things. And apparently they've been robbed. And uh, one of the ladies, did you recognize any of the ladies at all? One of the, there's two ladies. One, I think it's like a blonde and one's a brunette. Another important, but I didn't, I couldn't place where they were from. Just like uh, Jodie Foster. Okay, uh, well, the brunette is Lois Lane from all four Superman movies. And again, uh, Richard Donner directed, you know, one and half of two. Uh, so she's in there. And they said uh, they took $30,000. And what else did they take? A, a wedding dress, a music box, uh, just a bunch of stuff, right? They, they, they said that uh, it was a bunch of uh, hostile Indians. Yeah, they were whooping and war paint and feathers. Yeah, so Maverick says that he will help them uh, if they... Well, he asks if uh, 10% is worth it to them for for him to go uh, retrieve all, all of their belongings. And they agree to it. Uh, he assures that there's no Indians, but then they hear drums uh, off in the distance. Uh, but he cuts to nighttime and they come across a posse that is asleep and they kind of banter a little bit as far as planning goes I suppose and they even talk about um, Annabelle she gets in this and wants to split the reward with Maverick all right and um, Basically, he doesn't want to split anything with her. Says that she is not even doing anything to warrant her uh, any kind of reward. So he goes out um, while the other two stay behind. He um, sees that uh, there is a man asleep wearing the wedding dress. And the music box is playing. Uh, so he goes into these people's camp. And he uh, closes the music box, which kind of wakes them up. So they all wake up, and what 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 is it that he says to them? I have no idea. Well, he um, he says that there is a bunch of people outside in the trees right now that have a gun uh, aiming at them, all of them. And he tells, or he Maverick shouts out and says, you know, uh, whistle uh, to to let you know to let these people know that you're out there. And then so Coop. And Annabelle, they're trying to whistle, and they can't. They can't do it, right? So they're just mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, so so nothing's come out of their uh, their mouth. And then Maverick's like, okay, well, clap then, and then you get scattered claps. And uh, these people, they must be really dumb because if I heard that many scattered claps, I would just think, yeah, there's probably only two people there, probably not, you know, without any any kind of weapon. Maverick even, you know, puts his weapon away when he uh, he approaches them. But they all get up and they start fighting. Uh, there's a point where uh, uh, Maverick, I think he had his back t um, towards one guy and then Coop pulls out his gun to help him too. And Annabelle kind of looks over and Coop had already put away the gun. A gunfight ensues and Maverick 
beats them all up. And the next day, they return all the belongings, and they get paid their 3000 But uh, Lois Lane there tells the other lady, $27,000 isn't enough to start their uh, their mission. And basically guilts Brett into giving it back. And he drops another quote from his pappy. I forgot what it was. but um, So they're talking, Coop and Maverick, and they are wondering, you know, if these guys, you know, weren't, the Indians, what what was the uh, the drums that they heard, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're wondering who was beating the real drums. And then this is when real Indians show up. And uh, one shouts in a native language um, to Brett. And apparently Brett understands what the, the man is saying uh, because Brett actually replies. And it, it appears that they've come to collect from uh, collect money from him, right? Is that what they say? I think it's the other way around. Well, if why are they looking for him if he if they owe him money? I I know it comes up later. But why would he? Why would they go looking for him if they already owe him money when he owes them money? Well, I just said that uh, they've come to collect money from him. Mm-hmm. But they also have to owe money to him. Right, but the, the if they owe him money, why would they go look for him? Is what I'm getting at. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, we we find out that the uh, the main guy of this uh, this clan I guess you can say his name is Joseph Tribe Tribe Okay Yeah That's a lot uh, a lot more accurate term um, But yeah Later on we find out that Joseph owes him a thousand dollars But I think when they first show up um, they say that he owes them It doesn't matter We n- none of us can really remember. But they kind of go back and forth, and basically Brett is telling them, um, you know, he's kind of telling them to say certain things, and then he's telling Annabelle that uh, they're on sacred grounds, and one of them needs to uh, to sacrifice themselves in order to let the others go. So uh, Brett offers himself, and he leaves with the Indians. So we do know that uh, they know each other. Um, Maverick asks Joseph, you know, what's with the war paint and the drums and the whooping and the hollering and such. And uh, Joseph tells him that uh, what, what's what been going on for them, that... that there was a... Uh... There, there's a Russian duke that's paying them, but what was the reason? Um, something... Uh... He wants the full Western experience. No, uh, well, yes, but uh, what, what I'm um, asking is... Uh, there was something as to why they need the money, that Joseph says. Oh, that part. Um, well, I guess that's not really important. Not yeah, this, so this Russian duke, uh, he comes and he wants a real Western experience. So he pays them um, pretty good, you know, pretty good money to to dress up in the, you know, you know, put on the war paint and ride around and do what the... Uh, "Quote unquote," the white man thinks that they actually do. Uh, Joseph's not happy about it. Calls him a holes, you know, for for uh, being that way. And um, oh yeah, the Russian duke even wants him to say "how white man" or mm-hmm. something like that. How white man put his right hand up or left hand up or something. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty funny thing. Um, but yeah, so this is where he tells Brett, um, yeah, the thousand dollars that he owes him, he doesn't have it. Uh, and it seems to be a pattern of people owing Brett. Uh, so, so we already got two, um, yeah, two, two of his friends, quote unquote. Um, 
So Brett tells him that he really needs that money because he's got twenty-two thousand um, dollars for the tournament, and he needs another three. So if he gave him that one, he would uh, only need two more. So Joseph says, "Do you have twenty-two thousand dollars? I'd like to see it." So um, Maverick's like, "Yeah, okay, you know, I'll show you." Takes him over to the horse and pulls out this uh, the satchel. And it's filled with newspapers, uh, so he's about to have a heart attack here. And then Joseph uh, was like, "No, no, no! I, you know, I was teasing you. I, I put that in there." So, so he had the twenty-two thousand dollars, and then they start fighting. Um, and I forget what Maverick says, but he says something about death or about killing him. It was uh, how could what's her name? Annabelle. How could Annabelle rob me after I was heading off to my death or getting right. my hands cut off? Yeah, so that gives Joseph an idea. So then we cut to... Oh, no. Huh? What gave him an idea was I should choke you out and then you'd be dead and I'd be happy. Okay. So, yeah. It's, um, so it's basically death is what gives Joseph the idea. So we go to um, to the Russian Duke and it's funny because he comes out and then like Joseph starts speaking uh, speaking French to him. He's uh, like, comment allez-vous? And <laughs> it's all that. So I, I caught that because I took French. And I was like, wait a minute, that's French and this guy's Russian. So I thought that was really funny. Um, but he... Wait, yeah. uh, a little question about the Russian. Uh-huh. Uh, how come he wants Joseph to say how white man when there's no one white around? It's just him and the Russians. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I guess it was kind of a stereotype back then. I guess um, the whole how thing. I mean, I only learned that from Peter Pan, to be honest. Same and, here. Yeah. See, so I I don't even know if calling somebody a white man is is a thing. I mean, you, you watch um, things like Pocahontas and and um, even like live action stuff like New World. They everyone calls somebody something different. You know, pale skin, white skin. I, I, I don't know. I do we even know that this this were real terms that they were using back then? I I don't even know. Um, so that doesn't answer your question because I, I don't know the answer. But Joseph talks to the Duke, and he says to um, basically to get the real experience of uh, the Western whatever he can shoot. Uh, an Indian, and this man is supposedly old and is dying anyway, uh, so it wouldn't even really matter. Um, but we come to find that Brett is going to be that old man. Um, so Brett walks off as the uh, Joseph is giving the the Duke a bow and arrow. Says, you know, if you want to kill an Indian, you got to you know kill him with an Indian weapon or something like that. Um, so. What we find out is that this uh, this bow is rigged and it's it's supposed to hurt your hand when when you uh, shoot shoot an arrow. The funny part after the Duke shot it was when he said, uh, "Your weapons are useless. No wonder you people were so easy to oh, conquer." Yeah, uh, and and so he gets mad because uh, he really hurt his hand. And so he, uh, you know, gets his gun, and then Joseph ups it to what another thousand, so two thousand, mm-hmm. um, in order to to shoot this guy. So um, Joseph does give uh, give a little, I don't know what you want to say, a little caca to uh, to Maverick, you know, to to give him a little heads up. Bird call. Bird call. Okay. And then uh, yeah, the Duke shoots him, 
and and it, it appears that he had gotten hit and hits the ground. We don't see him. It's you know he falls behind some bushes. Um, but Joseph, uh, oh, th this is one thing that I did miss. Um, oh no, wait, maybe it hasn't come up yet. But um, Joseph tells Maverick that they only. I think this is before that uh, they were only getting five hundred dollars, and then they were going to split it two fifty each. Yes. Okay, and then uh, so after this whole deal, um, Joseph says that uh, he was able to talk the Duke up to a thousand dollars. Right. So uh, again, I mean, this is. Brett doesn't really know how to choose friends, I guess, because they keep uh, seem to keep playing him. Um, but Brett leaves with his thousand dollars, and uh, he, he even drops the line like the fool. He probably would have even paid two thousand dollars, and just like no, 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 that's uh, that's pushing it. But yeah, but Maverick leaves and is uh, uh, riding his horse, and comes across uh, another horse that's just uh, out on its own. And he walks around and he finds a man uh, laying on the ground. Uh, appears to be either unconscious or dead. We don't know yet. But uh, he wakes the man up and it was a setup. Um, Angel comes up behind him, a couple other guys. And uh, he's not too happy with uh, what happened. And now and now we're at the beginning of the movie, right? So, mm -hmm. so now we've come to that point. Um, but again, he's on his horse and his horse starts walking. And... Um, so, you know, we're obviously concerned that Brett's going to snap his neck. Uh, but he falls off, and luckily the branch breaks. And he falls off uh, next to a few of the rattlesnakes, but the horse drags him off and kind of saves him. Now, I'm not too familiar with rattlesnakes, uh, nor, you know, like their behaviors and things like that. Uh, I know that they're uh, very aggressive you would imagine once he hit the ground next to them, don't you think they would have, like, jumped on him or something? Uh, with rattlesnakes, they have to... Do they squeeze their prey? No, those are boas, I think. Um, rattlesnakes are a little bit more complicated. They have to uh, sort of play with their prey, I think. Do they bite? And... I think they bite, yes. But uh, not as aggressive as other snakes are. Okay. Uh, I'm not an expert on snakes at all, uh, but I'm about seventy percent sure. Okay, and then uh, Brett gets to the boat where they're having the tournament, and they run into Annabelle. She asks how he escaped, and he uh, he says that he wasn't a whole man. You know, he lifts one hand up, and he's got the hand and. He lifts up his other hand, and there's there, there's no hand there. It's just a sleeve, which you, you could tell he was hiding it. So I think Annabelle was kind of uh, a little naive to to think that his hand was really chopped off. I mean, if you, if your hand was cut off, you'd probably have it like um, bandaged, Stumped. and yeah, yeah. So it was just too too clean of a cut. I mean, it's it's a, it's a gag that didn't play well with me, um, but. Uh, but Maverick looks up and he sees the Duke up on the second floor. I think the Duke was shouting or something, kind of brought attention to himself. So, so Maverick saw him up there. Um, but him and Annabelle, they discuss how. Uh, well, she tells him that she's short. I think four thousand dollars, and he's like, "Well, I'd love to help you, but you know, um, I'm short two thousand myself." Um, but he looks up at the Duke uh, yet again and then has an idea. 
So he goes up and he goes up to the Duke and says that he's with the Indian Affairs. And basically, he uh, he says that Joseph is, you know has talked, um, you know, ratted him out, and the Duke kind of plays it off, said he doesn't know Joseph, and uh, Maverick says, well, that's what he said too, until we you know threw him in jail and he started singing like a canary or something like that, and but. Um, he tells the Duke that for killing the Indian, he is looking up, looking at 10 years in jail and a $6,000 fine. Uh, the Duke bribes him, right? And, uh, and Maverick takes all the money. So he gives Annabelle the money that, uh, that she needed and that he needed, and they both get into the tournament. So inside the ship, in the, inside the boat, Brett runs into Angel and... He hits two guys that uh, he's with b before he gets stopped before hitting Angel. And he asks Angel who's trying to stop him from playing in the tournament, but Angel doesn't answer. Uh, just says that it'll be a pleasure playing him again. Now, we haven't talked too much about Angel. What um, are your thoughts about him? Because I, I think at this point, you only know him uh, as Doc Ock, right? I think there are some other movies where I know him as something else. He was in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nope, not that one. There's something else. I don't really think about it. Okay. Yeah, look that up and I'll, I'll just continue. Um, I just want you to... Because um, what I know of Alfred Molina, he plays a lot of different roles. Um, he's not like typecast or anything like that. So I, I really like him as an actor. Um and yeah, I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, some of the movies that you might have seen him in. Um, but we get the start of the tournament. Uh, we meet Commodore Duvall, uh, played by James Coburn. He's uh, an older actor. Both him and James Garner uh, has recently passed. Well, uh, James Coburn has um, passed away a few years ago, but James Garner recently passed away. That actually uh, is why we're doing this uh, this review of Maverick. Um, you know, kind of like a tribute to him, really. But Com Commodore Duvall um, basically puts out the rules of the tournament. And we get a, uh, like a really quick montage of all the players paying their entry fees. And they put it into a safe that uh, Coop himself selected. And he also chose the combo. Uh, and then we get uh, a longer montage of people playing poker. Did you? Did you? I did not know. I have no idea where else I've seen him from. I do know that I have seen him from somewhere else recently. Did I remember asking you if that was Doc Ock for clarification. Mm. I forget. I don't know. It's nagging in the back of my head. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so the montage of people playing um, poker, we see, you know, we see che cheaters, and then we see some people losing, um, and the ones that cheated, um, there's another thing, they are not to, allowed to have any kind of weapons um, on, on board, and I think the only person that's allowed to carry one is Coop himself, right? Mm -hmm. um, so a couple people were caught with guns, and then they were thrown off uh, the boat. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this uh, this montage and people playing poker? Uh, I liked the rule that if you broke a rule, you have to get tossed off the boat mm -hmm. because it showed the seriousness of everything there and the lengths that someone would go to to win all that money. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's funny that uh, people like to spectate um, others being thrown off the ship, too. They, they eat that up. Um, so after the montage, the winners come down to Angel, Annabelle, Maverick, and the Commodore. So they'll all advance into the next round. So uh, Coop makes an announcement and says that they all uh, will take a one-hour break. And if they're not back in time, they'll have to forfeit their winnings. So we cut to Brett and Annabelle. They actually are in front of each other's uh, bedroom doors. But they, uh, you know, they turn around and then they see each other and meet in the hallway. And they, uh, they kind of go to town with each other. Um, and then we get a, a couple scenes where... Um, the time keeps, you know, it goes half an hour, then there's 15 minutes left, and then with five minutes till, Annabelle goes into her own room, gets ready, um, and then Coop yells out, you know, to, to Maverick that he's got five minutes left. Um, but Brett tries to leave his room, but the door is chained and he's locked in. Uh, he goes out the window and makes his way around the boat and gets to the poker room just in time, uh, as the, as the bell, no, as the clock chimes. Um, what did you think about this scene here? Who who do you think uh, locked the door? I think it was Angel because when Mavic, spoiler alert, finally gets to the table, Angel gives him this little death glare. Yeah, it, like he shouldn't be there. That could My be. My other thought was Coop because he was one of the people that was uh, out in the hallway. Yeah, on the hallway, warning everyone five minutes left. I'm gonna go with uh, the Angel. Um, I, I think he's the one who who. Because they exchange looks. Yeah, but they kind of been at it throughout the entire movie. Um, I mean, it's the way they exchange looks this time that makes it look more different than the other times that they've exchanged looks. Yeah, that, that's not so much the reason for me. Uh, it's because earlier we find out that Angel got a uh, uh, telegram from Western Union basically saying to stop Maverick from, from getting to the game. So I think that was just another way, um, you know, something that he was supposed to do. Uh, so the next game, it goes right into it, right? The, the, there's no rounds or anything. This, this is the final uh, hand. So the Commodore, he draws three eights so he's got a three of a kind i forget what his other cards are but angel is chasing a small straight uh and they're actually uh, all hearts and maverick's got like a 10jqk and they're all spades too so he's also chasing um royal flush uh he could actually win with a nine too he still have a higher uh, a higher hand than angel but they all draw their new cards and now the Commodore gets four of a kind, and everyone's pretty amazed. That's a, that's a pretty good hand. Uh, and Angel gets his straight flush that he was going for, all hearts. Um, what did you what you think of these two hands um, so far? I thought they were too lucky. Yeah. Way too lucky. Very convenient. Um, and it, it's funny because obviously each hand will, will beat the other. There's you know no ties at this point. But the hands that they they were dealt with um, was pretty pretty good cards and yeah just very lucky. At this point, they all go all in, um, but Brett doesn't even look at his cards and he calls it. Uh, he even says that uh, he wanted like a new deck and was it a new deck and a new card? No, a new deck and he wanted Angel to draw from it. Well, 
at first Coop says that you, you can't have a new deck but he could have a new dealer so that's when he chooses Angel to uh, choose a card right off the top uh, Angel says that uh, you know he likes that that you know it shows trust so he you know takes the card from the top and uh, slides it over to Maverick Maverick still doesn't pick it up and then they all show their hands you know the Commodore has his four of a kind and he thinks that he's, you know, that he's good, right? And then Angel turns over. Well, he's actually yelling at Mavericks, like, you know, look at your card. How are you? How are you gonna know that? Uh, how are you gonna know if you can beat a, you know, a straight flush? So he flips his cards over, and he's got a, uh, a straight flush. And so he, yeah, so he, uh, he gets his card, and he slowly slides it over to himself. He picks it up and he looks at it and gives a sigh of disappointment. So everyone's like, oh, he, he didn't get it. So we go into a slow-mo of him tossing that card over the, the chips in the middle of the table. And it is indeed the uh, Ace of Spades. So he gets his, uh, his royal flush. And he wins the game. So Angel is angry. He stands up and he's got what this... Uh, uh, contraption under his sleeve that that shoots out a little pistol. Angel, right? Yes. Yeah. So he throw he throws his arm out and out comes a small pistol. And he he you know he takes hold of it. Everything goes in slow mo. Yeah. So he tries to shoot at Maverick, um, and remember he's got two other guys with him too who also draw their guns, and I don't remember who shoots who, but. Coop shoots... No, Coop shoots Angel, right? Coop shoots Angel, and then Maverick shoots the other two guys. Yeah, he grabs uh, a secondary gun that Coop had in his... Uh, I don't think it was in a holster. I think it was in his waistband. Um, and then, yeah. So so Coop and Brett shoots uh, the three of them. And the Commodore, he, he makes... I forgot what line he drops, but he says something that it's not even safe to be on that... Sh on that uh, ship, even though that uh, they have the rule to not have any guns. And the next scene, Brett is being given his winnings, but Coop pulls a double cross, and he says he's stealing the money. Everyone thinks he's joking, uh, but he gets away and uh, gets on uh, a little, I don't know if it's like a lifeboat or whatever, uh, but the Commodore runs over and tries to shoot him, but Brett stops him, and says that he can always win more money, you know, um, even t talks to the crowd, and it's like, well, you know, it's just money anyway, right, I can always win it, and they're like, yeah, you know, just let him go, um, but back inside, Brett and Annabelle, uh, they're basically saying their goodbyes, um, kind of a short scene, and they end it with a kiss, but we then see Coop, he's in the woods, and the Commodore comes up on him, and we find out that, uh, it's kind of a, a reveal here that they were both in on it. So we find out that the Commodore is the one who hired Angel, right? So he wanted Angel to stop Brett from getting to the tournament. Uh, Coop doesn't like secrets, and the Commodore is about to reveal another one. He pulls out his gun and is about to shoot him until Brett shows up, right? So he takes the money back and then um, leaves the gun for the two of them to decide who lives. Uh, he throws it up in the air, and then they kind of fight for it, and, and Maverick leaves, but Coop gets the gun, but the Commodore fights him um, to get the gun. So the Commodore gets the gun, and he aims it at the uh, at Coop, 
and shoots, but there's no ammo. So Coop gets up and throws a couple lefts and rights, and then he kind of knocks him down, and uh, he grabs like a branch off the ground, and he's about to hit him, but uh, you know he says that you know he can't do it, he can't he can't kill somebody like that, uh, so he lets him live. So we cut to um, Brett. He's at. We cut to Maverick, who is at a bathhouse, and he's in a hot tub. Well, not a hot tub, but a, a bathtub, and uh, he's taking a nice hot bath, and he's got a cigar. So we zoom in on his face, and he has a gun uh, pointed uh, to his face off camera, and we see it's Coop. So he's caught up with him. Uh, they talk a little bit, and then Brett quotes his pappy again. And then we get the even bigger reveal that Coop has been his dad this whole time. And he said, I've never said that, and pushes uh, Maverick's head under the water. Um, he says that uh, he's been misquoting him his whole life. So we cut back to uh, the two of them in separate tubs, and I think Coop's like shaving, and we hear a gun cock off the camera, and it's Annabelle. And she's known that they're father and son. Uh, she kind of, you know, takes their money and leaves. What, what is it that, uh, what, what does she say? Um, that, that she mentions that they sing the wrong words to Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. And what else does she say that she kind of knew? They both have the same similarities and things. And then she looks at both their tubs, uh, first Mavericks and then Coops. And then says, wow, you both have amazing similarities. She said they both... They both kiss the same way. And they also have like the same build mm -hmm. and something. Um, but yeah, as, as she walks off, she says that she's going to tell the uh, whoever to bring in more more uh, hot water for, for the guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so she leaves and uh, Coop thinks that she took all the money. But Brett says that uh, she only took half. And he quotes his pappy yet again. Um says, uh, never put all your eggs in one basket. And then they end the scene with talking about going to try to get that second half back. And that's the end. Um, so, your final thoughts on the movie? I really like this movie. It made me more into the Western hemisphere, as you would call it. No. <laughs> Western hemisphere is uh, like on a map, like an atlas or something. Western... Uh... Genre? Yeah, Western genre. It made me more into that, uh, made me more interested in watching those movies again. Um, I liked it. It was a good comedy. A lot of good uh, one-liners by Mel Gibson. Um, all in all, I gave this a four stars. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I like this movie too. Um, this when, when we found out that James Garner had passed away, um, you know, I'm not... It's not that I'm not a fan. I haven't seen a whole lot of movies that he's done. Um, I already named a few earlier. And this was one of my favorites. Uh, this one I owned. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I do like westerns. And it's really hard to find a good western. But this one's fun. This one's a lot of fun. Again, it's directed by Richard Donner. And he did The Lethal Weapon. So Richard Donner knows how to get the most out of his actors and actresses. Um, again, I, I named a few in, in Goonies. You got a bunch of kids who, you know, they all did amazing in that movie. 
Um, but this is, uh, it is one of my favorite Westerns. Uh, it involves poker, which, um, you know, I, I enjoy poker. And that's why I even taught you uh, Texas Hold'em not too long ago. Probably a few months. Eh, I, I think it's more than a few months. Yeah, you, you've known how to play for for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mel Gibson is one one of my favorite actors. Another movie that uh, the Donner and Gibson go on to collaborate on is Conspiracy Theory. So, and that's another one of my favorites uh, when I was younger. But um, fun fact, people: Mel Gibson is the first actor I've ever seen. Correct? Oh, yes, this is true. Uh, Phoenix's first movie, well, yes and no. Um, you don't remember it, and whether or not you actually saw it, that I don't know either. Uh, Phoenix's first movie was The Patriot with Mel Gibson, uh, and I believe he was about two weeks old, and I took him to a late showing uh, because I really wanted to watch it, and I couldn't find a sitter at that time. Um, so he did pretty good. I was able to watch that movie. So not only was Mel Gibson your first uh, actor that you saw, uh, Heath Ledger as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Heath Ledger's also in that movie. But yeah, so that was your first uh, unofficial movie because you were, I, I think you were asleep the entire time, really. I i don't remember you uh, giving me a hard time where, where but see, here's the thing. I don't, I can't think of how many times I've taken you to a movie where I, I would leave. I am definitely one of those guys who are like, oh, if somebody's in here with a baby and they're crying, you know, I'll, I'll get upset and be like, well, these people need to leave. And uh, since I feel that way, I obviously, uh, if I was ever in that situation, I, you know, would have the courtesy to up and leave myself. So I was able to watch the whole movie. So you must have done good. Uh, but yeah, back to Maverick. One of my favorites. I highly recommend it. Um, it's a super fun movie, and I am going to go with four and a quarter. I, I tend to do this. Yeah, and usually we do movies. I, I tend to give like a uh, another quarter star more than you, but um, it, it is one of, one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, I know um, a bunch of people in there, really. So And, and I appreciate the jokes uh, and the physical comedy that Mel Gibson does. Um so yeah, that's the end of that. Uh, do you have any movies that you really want to do next time? Um, earlier we kind of discussed that uh, the new Ninja Turtles was coming out, so I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask if you might want to go re- revisit the older ones. Oh, that that's a good idea actually. Yeah. So what I was thinking, um, because we don't have too much time before that new one comes out, and you're gonna be gone that week that it releases. You'll actually be, what, I think you come back the day after it comes out. So it's still opening weekend. Uh, the point is, we're going to be short one week. So I was thinking maybe we do, uh, you know, two and two. So we do, like, um, Ninja Turtles 1 and 2, and then we'll do Ninja Turtles 3 plus a new one on two separate podcasts. So something that, um, you know, we'll we'll, fig- we'll figure out ourselves. Um, we've been doing a lot of these recordings late at night, and... It's just really hard to find time uh, in our day to to really sit down and 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 do these. Uh, Phoenix is finding himself falling asleep here because he is a growing boy, super active, so he's getting tired late at night. I had to uh, kick him a few times here to <laughs> to wake him up. Um, but yeah, so there we go, Ninja Turtles next time. Um, I don't have anything else really, but I do want to give a shout out to uh, another podcast um, that I've kind of been in contact uh, contact with. 
uh, called uh, War Machine War Horse. Um, I hope I said that right. It, I might have it in reverse, but um, it's uh, Jared, Josh, and Michael who they review new movies and then they um, do a comparison of two older movies that have very similar themes and then they'll give uh, give the listeners their opinions on which one did it best. So uh, check them out. They have, I think, like 20, 21 episodes and uh, they're a good listen. I would like people to email in as well, uh, and you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hlfpodcast. Uh, go to our Facebook page, iTunes, just type in Hydrate Level 4, subscribe, um, review us, rate us. Um, so, nothing else. Uh, until the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Phoenix. And we're Hydrate Level 4.